Hey guys, it's Lauren, and this is going to be, at least first part, we're not sure if this is also going to have Gabe on it later, but uh, I just felt the need, well, also Mike felt the need for me to just hop on the good old voice recording function on my phone and just rip and rant um, about... Things that have been going on, my feelings about things that have been going on um, with the murder of George Floyd has kind of sparked a new, new, uh, <laughs> a new hellscape of sorts. Uh, you know, we were already dealing with the very real threat of coronavirus and let's, let's be real before I go on what I'm here to talk about today. I want to say that just because um, these protests are going on and we are fighting systematic oppression, do not think that the coronavirus uh, pandemic is over. If you are an activist and you're participating in activism, I think more than ever, after you are partici participating in protests, please do go get tested. Um, most states now, they're readily available, they're subsidized by <laughs> the part of our government that is still working on some sort of level. Um, so please, please, please get tested. So far, I have gotten tested twice. It is not hurtful. It takes two seconds. The last time I got tested, I like tested on a Wednesday, I got it, the, the results the very next day, the first time I tested, I got it back like two days later. Please go get tested. Also, if you're somebody that wants to, and I'm doing air quotes, reopen, um, you should be participating in testing so that we can have an accurate reporting for whatever your state is. So that way, for or against or whatnot, like there's data to back our governor's and mayor's decisions on reopening. All right, so all of that um, out of the way. Guys, um, first and foremost, all love, prayers, universal energy, however you uh, speak about stuff like this, um, to the family and friends of George Floyd. Uh, unfortunately, he is a name of a list, right, of people that have been executed by racist, um, fascist, uh, governmental people, uh, you know. This is why we, we, or I shouldn't say we, this is why people that believe in fighting against fascism and oppression say that, especially the police departments in every city, it's not, it's not just um, red states, it's blue states as well. There has been a pretty intense militarization of the police departments everywhere and what happened to George Floyd and what's happened to so many people before him is nothing new and 
it's wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't really hang out with racist people, at least not out, you know, overt racist. Um, I think we can all understand that what happened was wrong, but it goes to a much deeper thing. And Listen, I love being American. I'm not like, just because I'm a progressive, just because I'm a bleeding heart liberal, I'm not like death to America because I love America. I love America like more conservative people love America. There's this notion that if you don't believe in over-policing and all these little buzzwords and stuff like that, that you're somehow less patriotic and, and all this stuff. But I have to say... Like, if you're an American right now and watching this spectacle and not embarrassed for our country, I, I mean, and you're not confused about where people's, like, morals are at, then, like, I don't know, man. You need a therapist to work out your shit because this shit's embarrassing and it's harmful and the harm that's being done by the president and his administration who let's just call a spade a spade they're straight up fucking white supremacists there always has been there's fucking white supremacists active white supremacists in our governmental system currently Stephen Miller he's a self-hating Jew who's basically like has wanted to incite a race war since he went to high school in the Pacific Palisades, right? And he is getting what he's wanting, right? Like, Trump is a vessel of all these other people. Like, what makes Donald Trump so extremely scary and this should scare you more than anything, is the fact that actually Donald Trump does not have any real ideology. Donald Trump's not a Republican. Donald Trump was not a Democrat before he was running for president. Donald Trump's not an independent. Donald Trump isn't even particularly intelligent, if you think about it, but he's also not as dumb as we think he is. Donald Trump is a brander. And he's a person whose whole life mis mission has been to gain control. And right now he is in the most powerful position he's ever been, obviously. We still haven't seen his tax returns. Um, you know, I'm not going to turn this into a Russia investigation thing or whatever, but it's all intertwined. His his business interests, even as president, um, the countries that he gives preferential treatment, deference, however you'd like to talk about it, to who also happen to usually be dictatorships or or in the Saudi, you know, in terms of the Saudi government, they're like this ally, this friendly ally because of oil and all that shit but I mean we're supposed to be a democratic nation and we do like major arms deals with Saudi Arabia um also not to go too cray cray off what I'm trying to say right now like let's remember 
that the travel ban is not against Saudi Arabia, even though, and this is documented, they are really the state actors that when you talk about 9-11, they're the ones that set up the attack on 9-11. So they're good people. Mohammed bin Salman fucking kills everybody and throws people in the Ritz-Carlton and Riyadh and, you know, for like six months. Did any of you know that? Did you know that he was using a Ritz-Carlton and Riyadh to torture people? I mean, I know some people do, but like, these are the things that... These are the things that frustrate me. Um, Not just right now, but in the last couple of years and before that. We didn't just end up with Trump out of nowhere there are people that put in institutions and ideologies that got us here there would not be a donald trump right now if there wasn't a george w bush okay um and a george hw bush let's remember bill barr our great new attorney general who um believes that in something called the unitary executive. The unitary executive is his whole thing. He gets horny because he thinks perfect government would be giving all power to the executive branch, meaning the president. He, Bill Barr would like to see a world in which, yes, it is almost like a monarchy again, where one person, one singular person is the checks and balances for our whole government. And now he, he is the attorney general for another fucking stupid Republican um, president. I mean, think, you know, everyone likes to have this like fuzzy memory about like the other Bushes, but they were not good people. Okay. Just because we hate Trump so much doesn't mean like, you know what? Like, let's look back and reminisce and think about how great those other Bushes were. George W. Bush, in my opinion, in my opinion, is a war criminal. Dick Cheney, his VP, has been a war criminal for a real long time. I mean, Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney have been doing real bad shit for a really long time. Dr. Kissinger is a fucking war criminal. Cambodia and Vietnam... Ask them there what they think about people like Henry Kissinger and Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld. I bet you're not going to get a really good, like, feedback. Anyways, I digress. Let's, let me center back to what's going on right now. People are sad. People are scared. Um, and... In terms of sadness, I am with everybody. I am sad. I am sad as an American again, going back to that. I am sad as somebody who comes from, you know, uh, a Jewish background. Um, My grandfather, who I had a relationship with for up until I was 21 years old, who was 
one of my most favorite human beings in this whole world. He and his family escaped Poland, Lublin, Poland, right before things were about to start getting insane, um, right as the Gestapos and the SS and, and all that stuff, the, as the pogroms, as they were starting to profile Jewish people in Eastern Europe and round them up. He emigrated with his mom and his family to New York, much like most people, and he was the oldest and his second oldest um, brother. When they got to New York, they lived in a home, uh, like an orphanage, right? Um, because my great-grandmother did not have the money for everybody in the household. So they, they were put into a boy's home and stuff like that. My grandfather, may he rest in peace, he was a fantastic man. Uh, you know, that was really painful. But in the same token, the experience of coming to America and the quote-unquote American, American dream, like that was a very real thing at that time. And there was racism back then, like racism in New York. The black people and the Irish people and the Italian people and the Jewish people and the Hasidic Jewish people and all that stuff. This, and the Asian people, and like, and the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans and like all this shit. Like, racism is nothing new and there's always going to be segregational type things. We're not... I, as a white person, can never pretend to know what it what it's like to be a person of color, and that includes white presenting people of color. That includes um, Arab Americans, um, you know, Fijians, Indians, everybody. I do not know what it feels like to be profiled because I'm white presenting because I am of fair skin. I'm Caucasian by all intents and purposes, right? But I'm still a Jewish person. And there's not a day that goes by in my life that I am not aware that there are people, including people in power right now, that don't want me murdered in exactly the same way that they wanted George Floyd murdered. There is the same sort of premeditation with Jewish people as there is with everybody else. It's just harder unless you have really stereotypical like Jewish features to pin that on Jewish people in America at this time. But it is for the reason of the oppression of my people and knowing that there are governments and fascism and it is not that far off in our history that have systematically oppressed and murdered people, governments, that Hitler, Mussolini, all those people, those were governments, heads of governments, chancellors of their independent countries that came together with hatred to exterminate six million Jews, quote-unquote gypsies, homosexuals, stuff like that. So for that reason, if you want to know why I get so bent out of shape and I'm so raw, 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 
about my solidarity for oppressed people, it's because I relate to people that are oppressed. I relate to Asian Americans that are being shit on right now because of coronavirus, because we're so stupid in our country at this point. And so fucking like, ugh, pause. History, history. Did Listen, I am somebody who has abused drugs since I was in middle school. I still seem to retain more historical knowledge than a lot of people I know or just watching people in this country as is. Why do you guys act like you don't know this stuff? Like, why do we, when this stuff is happening right now, we pretend like it's a brand new thing? Like there wasn't a civil rights movement, that there wasn't a civil war. What do you think the Revolutionary War is? The reason I bring up these things is because of what is currently going on in terms of activism, protesting, and writing, and, and stuff like that. I can't force my beliefs on anybody else and I understand that and I understand that there's different methods to get different different things right I understand to get results some people do not feel comfortable being physical activists some people might not know how to do physical activism that's fine um there's definitely, like, allies can be financial allies by all means, and I think you should. Right now, there's a lot of different um, funds for bail relief for people that are doing physical activism. And definitely, even if you are a physical activist yourself, definitely be doing your research and giving to those funds because it is important. We need legal legal relief for people that are in the streets and we need, you know, all sorts of support. I also understand that some people right now might be hesitant to be physically um, showing activism because of the coronavirus, which I said I believe to be a very correct like a real thing. It's not a hoax. I've got on record. You guys listen to the pod. You know that I am very much in belief of what is going on. Um, and that's okay too. So if you don't, if you usually are somebody that believes in physical activism, but right now you do not feel comfortable due to coronavirus, and especially I know I have a lot of friends that have kids and they are at a time in their life where they do not feel comfortable or safe to participate in physical activism because they have families. I totally understand that. And I am not saying that makes them less of an ally than anybody else. I understand people are uncomfortable right now. But right now... I want to take a moment to particularly um, talk to my fellow white allies and activists 
communities and or just you know humans like humans that are watching what's going on white humans that are watching what's going on and they feel impotent and they don't know what's the right thing to say and what's the wrong thing to say and all of that I just need to keep it all the way funky as I'm known to do I see a lot of what is known as white guilt coming through in a lot of people I know in my friendship circles um, people you see on social media <sighs> I have a little bit more of a problem with that and I'm just gonna be honest about that right now it is not about us white people it's not about us and our comfort it's not about this implied freedom that we have been living in the land of milk and honey and everything's been pretty good until a couple of years ago when Donald Trump became our president no it hasn't <laughs> no it hasn't what is presented right now is a powder keg exploding by all means it's like the perfect storm we have been um collectively we have been in fear of our health about her our family's health we've got all these kooks uh arguing with us about if this like national or international pandemic is real we've been cooped up we've been quarantining sheltering people are losing work they're on unemployment stores and stuff might never come back like all that stuff so that's been going on and then George Floyd gets murdered on camera which again is nothing new and it's like to some the protests and the rioting that has broken out for some reason, I think because of Corona or something like that, people are acting like this is actually like the biggest shit they've ever seen in their life. And I urge you, listener, and some listeners are my friends, and hopefully some of you are not my friends, and you're finding us just like naturally through iTunes or whatnot. So anyways, again, like, understanding points of privilege is a shitty thing to do if you're a white person because it means you have to be confronted with your, I'm just going to say it, your, your unconscious or conscious bias about people of color you have to you you watch what's going on and the pain in the african-american community and the latin community and the indigenous community and all that stuff and you you feel it you're so sad for these people but you're also really made to feel uncomfortable because you realize 
indirectly or directly, you have a part in what is going on right now. And it's a it's a hard pill to swallow. But the moment you you swallow the pill, that's when you start to be free. And that's when you start to be able to be a part of the change. Um, we as white people or white presenting people, we have the luxury, even if you're not rich, not literal luxury like I'm wealthy, wealthy, poor, middle class, whatever white you are, you are less likely to be the subject of an aggressive interrogation by the police. You are most likely not going to be killed at a routine traffic stop by the police. Um, you are doing okay. Even those of us that are not that wealthy and haven't grown up with, like, I grew up in privilege, like, financial privilege. I take, I, I'm going to be honest about that. I grew up very comfortable. I now, myself, I'm not independently wealthy. So I, I've scanned, I've run the gamut of, of wealth. And so I understand inequality in wealth inequality, which is a part of the oppression as well. I, under, I see both sides of it. I've had, you know, right now I got laid off from my already, well, I won't go into the company stuff, but like because of coronavirus, I got kicked off my health insurance plan from my company that I was working for. And just like many people that are less, even like very less fortunate than me, I right now am thankfully on Medi-Cal. And I am thankful for that. I am I was very nervous especially in the middle of the pandemic to be cut off from my health insurance and I'm glad that the requirements to be eligible for Medi-Cal temporarily um applied to me. Thank you government for that one. Or actually I'm not saying the whole government, but thank you state of California for having my back on that. But privilege is a bitch because especially if you're a liberal and you're a white person or a white presenting person that's liberal we went through eight years of Obama and a lot of people thought we have progressed so far but we weren't listening or not everyone was listening and paying attention I mean those of us who loved Obama loved Obama, but a lot of people, including people of color, felt let down by Obama. They felt like he pandered too much to a centrist um, ideology in the Democratic Party where he thought that if he didn't go sort of like conservative Democratic route of things, that he wouldn't have been reelected after his first term, definitely. And so a lot of people of color, from what I have heard, because that's the thing, white people, you have to have conversations with actual people of color to understand. You have to read what people of color feel. 
it is not a monolithic thing to be any minority. Not all Jews think alike. Not all black people think alike. Not all Latin people think alike. Not all Asians feel alike. So on, so forth. And there's a lot of people that even with eight years of an African-American president felt like Obama didn't do anything to make their lives better, their economic equality better. He bailed out the banks during the financial crisis when those people, a lot of them should have been in jail. He, um, we kind of look over it, but not only the drone strikes in other countries, but like, you know, the Ferguson protest, which was probably, or Ferguson riots, some people say, like, that stuff that popped off, much like white presidents like JFK and stuff like that before him, when that stuff was going on, Obama had his own FBI, a black man, had his own FBI targeting leaders of the protest movement in Ferguson and and Baltimore and stuff like that. There's people that feel like he sold them out. So, why do I say this? This isn't this isn't an anti-Obama thing, but it's more to illustrate a fact that You've been living under a rock if you thought that our world was getting better. The same systematic oppression that started over 400 years ago. Let's go, you know, let's start revolutionary times. The Mayflower, stuff like that. The first colonizers, although if they didn't colonize, we would not be. The republic we are now because you know they had to leave England to come here to start a new thing right but what about those indigenous people okay what I mean indigenous people have been oppressed for so many years and now we're putting them on these fucking reservations which if you really take a step back are kind of like mini internment or concentration camps and then they have all these alcoholism problems or predisposition to substance abuse issues and a lot of poverty and stuff like that and most of us we don't talk about them very often do we we just kind of shrug and be like well huh like what about latin people i mean our country to this day is um using Latin people as indentured servants. And then politics, like, why is, like, you know, they're like a fucking, like, punching bag. Like, you know, Democrats, like, are like, you know, we gotta be there for the dreamers and da-da-da-da-da-da. But no one goes far enough to be like, fuck, like, fuck, you know, like, the only person... In the last like few election cycles, that actually was speaking totally um, in support of oppressed people was Julian Castro, who of course is a Latin man himself. But y'all weren't fucking paying attention to him. That's somebody who could have really like marched us to 
a more progressive future. But anyhow, my point, I'm long-winded, is that white people right now, instead of looking at what is going on with the protesting slash rioting and being like, this needs to happen to truly enact change in the systems. We, not just in one city or one state even, right now we have we have pretty much nationwide protests going on right now and globally. Germany, I mean Germany, for me to give big ups to Germany, that's hard. But Germany is doing solidarity marches right now for us. There's a lot of countries in, the, in Europe that are showing solidarity. Right now is a time for change. There is a shift in universal energy. I'm an energy person. I believe in spiritual energy. I believe in all that hippy-dippy shit. I love crystals. I read tarot cards. I set intentions. I meditate. I do hypnosis. I'm a fucking weirdo. Mystic type. But right now... My spiritual energy is telling me and has told me from the start of Corona breaking out and especially what's going on right now to sit and not be scared of the change that is upon us. If you fight against the change, you are ultimately a part of the status quo remaining the same my friends. This is not supposed to be fun. This is not supposed to be comfortable. You are not supposed to be comfortable right now. When has change ever been easy? White people especially this is my one this is this is the thing I'm gonna drill a hole into, okay? White people, this is our time to sincerely defer to people of color. And when they say this is how we're gonna move, when the community organizers and the protest organizers and stuff like that say this is the move. This is how we are going to do this. You need to shut the fuck up. You need to listen to these people. You need to listen to the oppressed people. And if you are putting property damage or destructive people, and we'll get into that in a second. If you're putting loss of property, which P.S. No, I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating. I'm not saying, yeah, you know what I want to do right now? Go out and break shit. Anarchy. Woohoo. Like the devil horns or anything like that. I'm not ever going to advocate for that. But you know what I'm also not going to do? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I give two fucks about 
looting and ship and and property destruction and all that stuff right now because that's missing the point. There's always going to be some fucking dumb fucks in any revolution. Okay? Going back to the Revolutionary War, there was something called the Boston Tea Party, right? Okay? So the Boston Tea Party, like, imagine if at the time of the Boston Tea Party, like, some of you fucking, like, oh my god, I'm so supportive of these people, but can they just not do this? Think if you guys were living in that time and the Boston Tea Party was happening and you're like, I am so like against taxation without representation. Like, fuck that shit. Fuck monarchies. We we want power to the people and all of that stuff. But did we really have to like take those like crates of tea and like just waste it and just like throw it into the river? Did we have to do that? White people. You need to shut the fuck up with that stuff. You sound stupid when you try to police, basically, how people are are deciding to take on this problem. You're also assuming the fucking racist trope that it is just people of color doing this looting and stuff like that because I'll tell you this there I know this to be true I mean because I again I do the research and I do the reading and all this shit there are people purposeful provocateurs some of them are white supremacists themselves right now they're called boogaloos there's also something called the proud boys organization Go do a Google and get yourself hip to it. A lot of the looting and rioting or the people initially doing the destructive acts are white people. And the racist people that are doing the looting and the this and the that and the vandalism, they're doing it to put some sort of biased blame on on people of color that are doing activism right now. They want the trope to be, oh, look, look, the black people and the this and the that. Look at them, you know, and all the racist, like, fucking words they use. Look at them. They're so, like, unruly. They're so, like, unhuman that they just can't help themselves. They're going to, you know, they want us to think. It is people of color busting the shit out. But even, okay, devil's advocate. If it is black people or other people of color or however you want to, or any sort of marginalized group that is doing destructive acts right now, how is it our job to tell people how to express their anger and sadness of 400 plus years of oppressive acts. When you as a white person try to tell people, can they just like, you know, I'm with this, I'm not with that. When you do that, you sound dumb, people. And I love my friends, but some of my friends are those people right now. And it is driving me insane. And then, can you please, 
please, please go back, do some remedial, like constitutional stuff because we don't have to react every time fucko McFucksticks says words that sound like they're official something or others. You know what he's trying to do? He wants to rile us up. It's like hanging yourself on rope. You're hanging. We're all, if you fall for every single fucking thing and you don't know how to discern between an actual unlawful thing that this guy says and just gobbledygook and like whatever, then you're a mark. If you don't understand state rights, then you need to go back to school. Take an online history course, government course, learn something about economics. Learn about economics because when you learn about economics, then you can see even more the patterns of wealth inequality and see how these people in the structure of power are using economics to create systematic oppression to keep people of color and poor people that way and for them to be more wealthy. If you yourself are a wealthy person or have a pretty good fucking job, again, I'm not saying you deserve to be harmed in the streets. I'm not saying that your possessions should be vandalized and I'm going to smoke some pot. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <coughs> and this might just go up raw. I I'm just feeling this. <coughs> this shit's gonna. I I don't want it. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna want any editing. Cause I said what I said. <coughs> if you are somebody in a position of power, and you're white especially, and you have some economic, like, like, like you've been blessed. Why are you sitting here and acting like if somebody steals something from you or breaks your fucking, like, car door, like, vandalizes it, writes some shitty graffiti, like, fuck the police or, or whatever on your goddamn car, like, that's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Businesses have insurance. It's a shitty thing. But those businesses have insurance policies. So when people say words like, it's sad. Did you see that business? It's sad. I don't feel sad. I don't care. Or I'm, I care, but I'm agnostic in a sense. Because until we start putting human life above how much money's in your fucking bank account the color of people's skins and if we don't start looking out for one another we're going to go into full on fascism right now we're like fascism light we're playing we're fucking around and trying to get a triple double fascism but if we don't start caring about people different than us and that don't look like us 
and think, have like a, well, it won't, you know, if you sit in your privilege, this world is going to get worse. Also, it's time for people to be more in tune with local elections and statewide elections, obviously, because what we are seeing now, who we have in our local and statewide legislature and all of that stuff is so critical to whether we're going to sink or swim. The more conservative fucking kooks and judges and stuff like that, that's the other thing. Democrats or liberals, you need to start getting serious about the judiciary because these judges and a Supreme Court that has a more like conservative slant, we're fucked. Your civil liberties are at risk and you need to start fucking caring about it and you need to start caring about your DAs because the systems of oppression, like especially with cop shit, if you don't have a good DA and you have one that's in the tank for cops, this shit's going to keep happening. Care about your mayors. Care about judges. Care about sheriffs. Care about um, your board of supervisors. Learn shit. The more knowledge you have is the best way also to fight systematic oppression. I love you, America. You are fucking embarrassing currently. But like I said, I feel like we are on the start of a journey as a nation. It's going to suck for a really long time. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to see some weird shit. People are going to get hurt. More people are going to get hurt. There is going to be violence. But dissent is the most American thing ever. And I do believe that we're going to get through this. And I can actually say for one of the first times in a long time, the change that's going to be enacted after we get through this hard-ass time, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a new day. Will everything get eradicated in terms of all injustice? No, but I don't know. I call me a psychopath, and of course this is on wax, so we could always go back to this pod and laugh at me if I'm completely wrong, but I think we're going to be okay. So I'd love everyone to chill the fuck out. Listen to, if you are white or white presenting, listen to people of color right now. Defer to people of color. If you can't be physically active and you have some money, be monetarily, like, prudent with your activism, but also double check the organizations that you're giving them to. The ACLU sucks. Let me just tell you that, but that's a longer conversation. Not going to do that. Southern Southern Poverty Law Center, some people like it, some people hate it. But right now, look at these, maybe focus on these like regional bail um, relief, like action funds that are going around um that's the easiest way you know if people are being arrested now for their protest they need to get out of jail so uh do that and just read some fucking history shit if you feel comfortable right now you're a kook 
if you are resisting change, you're a kook. It's time to start being accountable for one another and caring more about your fellow man. And so thank you for letting me go off on my own solo fucking tangent, but I just have so much feelings in my heart and I love everybody so much, but we need to do better and we need to stop sitting in our privilege. And with that, peace out. But I said what I said and everything I'm saying on this, I fucking mean. And If you like my rants, my solo rants, Mike wants me to do some promo, um, let us know, and I'd be happy to tell you why you're wrong about stuff more. I'd be happy not to edit. <coughs> and Mike doesn't want to edit. Okay. Love you. Mean it. Bye.